all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Come on in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. I promise you, I am fired up about prayer tonight. I always am excited about prayer, but I think even more so um, today, even more so today, uh, I'm just fired up about prayer. I trust that you are too. Come on in. Like this video, let me know where you're watching from and share this video. We are live on both the Bishop Foreman and Harvard Church Instagram pages. Bishop Foreman Harvester's YouTube pages, Periscope, the Harvest Channel, as well as we're about to add our Instagram fam in just a moment. But I want you to come on in, guys. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So come on in. I cannot wait to pray with you. Again, like the video. Tell us where you're watching from and share it. When you share, people get saved. That's what it's all about. When I ask you to share, what I'm literally asking you to do is to use your social media to be a digital missionary. Use your life to help transform and change the lives of other people, all right? So that's what um, uh, I'm asking you to do tonight. You literally can reach the world from your home, whether you're in Denver, Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, Miami, Los Angeles, wherever you're at, Charlotte, Chicago, New York, Indiana, wherever you are at, you can literally use your social media to change the lives of people across America and around the world. The world uh, has become a much smaller place because of social media and connectivity. You literally, and I go live from a phone, <laughs> it's amazing, is that we can reach people across America and around the world. So to God be the glory for that. Come on in, like it. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. We're going to jump into prayer. We're going to add our Instagram fam in just a moment. I wanted to come to all of our Facebook and YouTube and Periscope channels just to get you all started in sharing. Get you all started in sharing just a couple of minutes early uh, from our Instagram fam. All right. Um, but once we go live everywhere, y'all, we are going in tonight. Prayer is going to be powerful. Can I get you to just make that declaration and even type it? on whatever platform that you are on, that prayer will be powerful. I need you to make that declaration. I need you to make that statement. I need you to put that in the atmosphere, that prayer is going to be powerful. Prayer is how we get things done in the realm of the spirit. It's seven o'clock. We are now live everywhere on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and our Instagram pages. We are live everywhere. Come on in, everybody, everywhere. Like this video, tell me where you're watching from, share it. Uh, again, uh, as we go, I see you, Denver. Come on, Tampa, ready to play, pray. Come on, Thornton. Come on, Colorado Springs. Where else? We had Aurora, Virginia Beach, Naperville, Illinois, Southeast Aurora, Aurora. Come on in, everybody. Uh, I am ready to pray. I always pray about, here's what you need to know about Bishop Foreman. Uh, I always pray about what we're going to pray about. I don't just get on here and say, Lord, do it. 
preparation, listen, the anointing is not an excuse to not to be unprepared. I'm going to say it again. The anointing is not a replacement for preparation. I'm going to say it a third time so you get this thing. The anointing is not a replacement for preparation. God's anointing, what that does is it's his grace. It's his favor. It's when he adds his super to your natural. It is not a replacement for you being prepared. Come on. I need you to make this declaration because in 2021, you're going to experience God's grace, his favor, his anointing, but that doesn't mean you don't have to be prepared. And I just get you to make this declaration. I am prepared. What am I prepared for? For my next 12 to be my best 12. We're going up already. Let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, tonight we thank you for the privilege that we have to pray. God, we are thankful that out of uh, 7 billion plus people, we have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the great I am. And we utilize that access tonight in the name of Jesus. We ask for forgiveness, God. For all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. And tonight, God, we have expectation that you're going to meet us right here in prayer. We have expectation you are coming to sit with us and not just hear our request, but God, you are going to respond tonight. We thank you for your anointing. God, that is your grace. That is your favor. That's when you add your super to our natural. And God, the anointing, uh, while uh, receiving it may seem easy, the reality is there is a price to be paid. I need you to just type, I am anointed. There's a price to be paid because the price that must be paid to be anointed is that the olive must be crushed. The olive oil comes up from the olive that has to be crushed. It has to give its life. In other words, one thing has to die so that a greater thing can live. And Father, we are thankful tonight that you have anointed us. What does that mean? Whatever we've beaten, whatever we've overcome. Whatever challenges that we have leaped over, whatever things that were designed to take us out that we outlived and that we not only survived from, but we're thriving from God, that is proof of our anointing. We are anointed. That means we have your grace. That means we have your favor. That means, God, when we walk into a room, we don't need to know the names of the demons in the room. They know our name. We are a walking, talking, living rebuke to anything, God, that is contrary to you. And for that, we say thank you. We ask for forgiveness for our sin tonight. We ask for forgiveness for our iniquity. That's generational sin we pass down. Now, forgive us for missing the mark, God, as it related to our generational sin. Forgive us, God, for participating in the things that we were supposed to shut down, for the things we were supposed to squash, for the things we were supposed to be the interruption to. And God, we renew our commitment to you tonight. In 2021, we will break every single generational curse that is on our bloodline. Please type, I'm a curse breaker. We are the curse breakers, God, even for those subtle curses, those subtle curses of subtle disobedience, of delayed obedience, God, of negotiating with you. Tonight, God, we make this declaration that in our next 12, we will break every single generational curse that still exists on our bloodline. We will not practice iniquity. We will not practice things that were passed down that we're supposed to interrupt. We are the interruption to the dysfunction in our bloodline. And God, now we pray for forgiveness for our transgression. God, this is when we willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. This is when we willfully deviated from what we knew to be truthful. And tonight, God, we ask you for forgiveness for that in the name of Jesus, God. Forgive us for being arrogant. Forgive us for being prideful. Forgive us for doing things our way. And God, tonight we yield to your way. In prayer tonight, God, we renew our commitment. Your will be done, not our will be done. Your way is the way we want to live, not according to our ways. Forgive us 
for every moment. Well, we got thought that we had a better idea. We thought we had a better plan. We thought we had a better agenda. We thought that what we were doing was more important than what you told us to do. Forgive us for that tonight, God. And we humble ourselves. Come on, y'all. We humble ourselves tonight. Hey, We humble ourselves tonight. What does that mean? God, that we yield ourselves to you tonight. And we want you to know, God, you've got all of us from the tops of our heads to the soles of our feet. You've got all of us, God. You have our time. You have our talent. You have our thirst. You have our treasure. You have our testimony. You have every component of us tonight. We are at your wheel. We are at your disposal. Father, you don't have to look for anybody else to get it done. We will get it done. Please type on the screen, Lord, I'm ready. Lord, we will get it done. Whatever you've assigned us to, whatever you've designed for us to do, whatever our purpose and whatever our assignment, God, we say that this is the year we do it and we do it in a way we've never done it before. We speak to our next 12 and we declare they will be our best 12 in every single way. We'll be stronger Christians. We'll be better mothers, fathers. Brothers, sisters, doctors, Lord, whatever we do, that in our next 12, God, we will be the best at that. Why? Because you are first. You said, Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, God. The kingdom is not a place. The kingdom is what you say. The kingdom is your M.O. It is your way of doing things, God. The kingdom is not trying to die to get to heaven. It's living well to bring heaven down to earth. And God, in Jesus' name, we seek first the kingdom. We make what's important to you important to us. Forgive us for being carnally minded. Come on. Forgive us, God, for having a mentality that was more worried about social media uh, than spiritual success. God, forgive us for having a mentality that was more caught up and trying to impress people that were cursed instead of impressing the God that has the power to bless and to curse in the name of Jesus. And God, we decide tonight. We make a declaration tonight that our next 12 will be our best 12. And for that, we say thank you. We seek first the kingdom. And because we're better Christians first, everything else lines up. Because we are better Christians first, everything else lines up. Because we are better Christians first, everything else lines up. And we say thank you for that tonight in Jesus' name. I need everybody on every platform to type amen. We are going in tonight, y'all. What do you mean when you say that, Bishop? It just means we're going to go up. Well, what do you mean when you say we're going to go up? You're going to hear a lot of tongue talking tonight. If you don't know what that is, I need you to go get our series called Ghost. Can I get everybody to type that on every platform? Our series Ghost um, deals with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. And one of those gifts is called unknown tongues. It is a way to pray to bypass your mind. Got it? When you pray, there are certain things, listen to me, there are certain things you will not pray because you you are scared to say it. Wave at me if you've ever been afraid to pray something because what you were about to pray seemed so big you thought you couldn't pray it. Wave at me. Let's tell the truth. All of us have. When you pray in an unknown tongue or pray sometimes is referred to in the Holy Ghost, you, bat, you bypass your mind. And literally, the God that is in you speaks to the God that dwells uh, in, in the third heaven. That's where he dwells, right? All right. Paul said, I knew a man who was caught up into the third heaven. That's where the throne of God is. So God in me talks to God in the heavens, and they have a direct connect. Come on. Some of y'all remember that Netflix direct connect thing. They have a direct connection. And that direct connection... It skips me. It bypasses me, which means he's praised. The scripture says his perfect will, which means even if what I'm praying, there are certain things we won't pray because they're difficult. Can I be honest with you? There are certain people you have known you needed to cut out of your life, but you didn't want to pray for. You didn't actually want to pray it because you were too emotionally attached to them. 
You were to attach um, uh, to them. And so you wouldn't even pray the prayer because you're like, ah, I don't want to deal with that today. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, he prays what's even difficult for you. Come on. All right. So you're going to hear a lot of that tonight. We're going all the way up tonight. And be like, Bishop, I don't have that. I don't know anything about that yet. Get that series. And, um, and you just pray in whatever your native language is. All right. If that's Spanish, English, Portuguese, French, whatever. But tonight... We're going up uh, tonight in the spirit. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what would you have for us to pray about? And he gave me some very specific things. So I want to do a, re a, a real quick few announcements real quick. And, uh, and then we're going to get right into prayer tonight. What do we do? Every Monday night, guys, we gather together for one hour to pray. Seven Mountain to eight o'clock Mountain. That's nine Eastern to 10 o'clock Eastern. We gather for one hour to pray and uh, and we see God do amazing things in prayer. How many of you can be a, a witness that God meets us in prayer? Is prayer not powerful? I promise you it's powerful. And I am always, I was so fired up about prayer today. I always am, but I just was really fired up uh, extra. I had some extra on it today. Uh, and so in that, God meets us in prayer. So I encourage you to put this in your calendar. Block the time out. Make prayer a priority. Do not expect to be made a priority if you will make God a priority. The scripture says that whoever honors him, matter of fact, let me give you the scripture. Um, let me give you this scripture. Let me give you this scripture. It is 1 Samuel 2.30. God says, if you honor me, I will honor you. If you dishonor me, God says, then I'm going to do the same thing to you. In other words, God says, however important you make my stuff is how important I'm going to make you and your stuff. All right. And so I want to encourage you, make prayer a priority. Can you just type that on the screen? Prayer is a priority to me. Prayer is a priority to me. Do not expect to be made a priority if you don't make God a priority. Stop expecting God to run to your rescue and, and you won't even run to pray. Let's go. You wouldn't need so many miracles if you walked in the blessing. I need you to declare, I walk in the blessing. Come on, put that on the screen. I walk in the blessing. All right. A couple of quick announcements, and then we're going to move forward. If you haven't shared me yet, can I get you to share me on um, your social media? What are you doing? You're sharing prayer. And when you share, people get saved. So far this year, um, we've averaged a little over one person a day. Say how little over one person was the average. I think the total count so far is the 18th day. I think there's 19 people where we've been able to record their decision. There are so many more decisions we can't record um, uh, just because some people never send the text. Some people, um, when they raise their hand, maybe we're not able to catch it if they're in the building in Denver or what have you. But there are so many more decisions that get made. We just try to record them because that's somebody's mother, somebody's brother, somebody's cousin, somebody's uncle. And so it's important to us. All right. Uh, but so we've averaged a little over one person a day giving their life to the Lord. And so we want to make sure that we keep we keep that happening. So when I ask you to share, you're literally making sure people get saved and give their lives to the Lord. All right. That's why we do that. Uh, just a couple of quick announcements. If you don't have the Harvest app, get the app. How do you do it? Text the word Harvest to 55498. When you do that, um, you'll be able to get our mobile app and uh, connect with us. There's messages, music, and so much more in there. Side note, prayer. Listen, we're going to do a re-release of the first song I ever wrote called New Anointing. Can I just get you to type those two words? New Anointing. Um, it was the first song I, well, what's the first, I think it was the first song. It's the first song we ever recorded. I don't, I think it was the first song I ever wrote too. Um, but anyway, the song says the Lord gave that to me in one of the most difficult, um, times of my life. And, uh, he says, son, I am giving you a new anointing. Got it. That's a new grace. That's a new favor. I'm giving you a new assignment. Got it. 
I am taking you to a new place. And then here's what he said to me, conquer and subdue. He says, you had dominion. Come on, those are the lyrics. All right. I'm going to give it to you again. I have given you a new assignment. Come on. I have, what does that mean? God says, you have successfully passed the level of life you are at. Come on. You have successfully passed the level of life you are at. I need somebody to just type this on the screen. I passed. I passed. I passed. And there may be, watch me, there may be some areas of your life where you did not pass, where you did not achieve, where you did not accomplish, but, the, but there were others where you did. He says, I have given you a new anointing. I've given you a new assignment. Because I literally like, Lord, what am I going to do? He's like, I've given you a new anointing. I've given you a new assignment. I am taking you to a new place. And sometimes when we think of places, places don't necessarily mean physical places. It could be a physical place. It could be a spiritual place. It could be a psychological place. It could be an emotional place. It could be a place of growth. I'm taking you to a new place. Don't automatically think when you see your place that that means you, you got to move. Now, for some, it does mean that, but don't automatically go there. A place can be more than just a physical place. All right. Um, that's how God, he's omnipresent. Got it. You can't track him down because he's everywhere at the same time. I've given you uh, a new assignment. I'm taking you to a new place. And then in my thoughts, I was like, God, but how am I going to do that? I'm used to this. He was like, conquer and subdue. You have dominion. What does that mean? You run this. It's the first song I ever wrote. And then the vamp goes like this. He says, son, this is all you got to do. Receive it. I said, Lord, what do you mean receive it? Because church people are notorious for saying, receive it, receive it, receive it. Come on, just receive it. And, and, and you know, that was what, 15 years ago, something, or 16, 17 years ago, whatever, when I wrote that song. I said, church people are notorious for saying, receive it. I said, what does that mean? He says, son, your pain has already paid for it. Okay, under Baha. Come on. Your pain is already paid for. Why? To get oil, you have to crush the olive. To get oil, you have to crush the olive. For many of you, in your last 12, God crushed some stuff. In your last five years, God has crushed some stuff. In your last decade, God has crushed some stuff. He has crushed it. He has crushed hopes. He's crushed dreams. He's crushed your plan. And he said, I was pulling oil out of you. I need for you to just type, I am anointed. Father, we are anointed. Because we could survive the crushing. God, you took us through a process of allowing things to be crushed, of allowing relationships to be crushed, of allowing certain expectations to be crushed, of allowing things to be crushed so you could bring oil out of us. And Father, we are grateful that for that, God, it has given us a fresh anointing. Hey, because we passed. We pa we were not perfect, but we passed that thing. We didn't do everything right, but we passed that thing. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name. So it goes, conquer, answer, do you have dominion? Then the bam, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. You know, no, then I think it goes like, I claim it, it's mine, and all of that. That's the song. So we're actually getting ready to do a re-release of that song. It's a, it's a whole new version of that song that we're getting ready to do. Uh, so I encourage, if you don't have the first one, go get it on Apple Music or Google Music. I don't know what Google Music is called. Maybe it's Google Music. Go do that. Um, or you can get it on our website, Spotify, uh, Shopify, uh, Testify, whatever. <laughs> you get it on all of that. So you get it on our website. You can listen on the YouTube and all of that. All right. And so that you have the prior version. So when the new version comes out, you'll have an appreciation for it. All right. But I need you to get that. 
Um, and uh, that thing's going to be good to you, all right? I can tell you that. I want to move um, just on a couple of other quick things tonight before we go further in prayer. If you haven't shared me yet, I need you to share. Um, if you're in Atlanta, I want you to be a part of our Atlanta launch team. It's grow- it literally grows every single day to be a part of that. What is the launch team, Bishop? It's the team that um, is going to help launch Harvest Church Atlanta. And we're going to move to the pre-launch phase. When we move to the pre-launch phase, that is going to be a gathering of myself and um, those people that are interested in being part of our launch team, worship word in that. Don't worry about that, y'all. That's just, um, that's just everything good. It's a siren in the back. That's how you know it's live. Come on. Um, but at the end of that, um, you can be a part of that. And so to be a part of that launch team, all I need you to do is text HCATL. Can I get a few of y'all to type it on every platform? Text HCATL to 55498. And when you do that, you can find out more details about that Atlanta launch team. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we even had some folks from Atlanta fly in yesterday. They flew in just to come to church uh, and left right out. So that was amazing. Amazing, amazing. All right. So we'd love for you to be a part of that. Can I get a few of y'all to type that? Where my comments at? Where my comments go? Text 8C. There you go. Uh, ATL to 55498. Oh, that's what you call Google Music, Google Play. Okay. All right. See, I don't play games. So I don't know about Google Play. Listen, uh, y'all know my whole war between Apple and and Android. All right. So that's going to be phenomenal. And we're looking forward to that. Okay. All right. Just a couple more quick announcements. If you got a praise report, guys, send it in. How do you do that? Through our app or through our website. I want to hear how God's moving in your life, especially guys, um, when prophetic words are released, especially if you're part of Harvest or you watch the worship experiences, even if I'm not your pastor, but you watch the experiences, etc. And it's so important that you make sure you send your praise reports, especially when words are prophesied and you see them come to pass in your life. Uh, last Wednesday, I prophesied something. Several people testified about how it happened for them. Uh, it was amazing uh, to see that and to read that. Uh, it happens all, all the doggone time. I'm going to read you a couple of praise reports and I just want you to type this. My house is next. What does that mean? As I'm releasing somebody else's praise report, yours is next. It says... Um, uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. Unexpected text. Uh, so long, Bishop Norris. Last week during Wednesday Night Live, Bishop prophesied that someone needed to go home and open the mail because what looked like a bill would really be a check. I sowed. That's so important. A word that is for you is a word that you have to sow into. It's just Bible. You cannot receive a harvest from what you've not sown. It's just Bible. I sow and receive it because Bishop's words do not fall to the ground. What does that phrase mean? First Samuel 3.19. The Bible says... And the Lord was with Samuel and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. That means that anything that the prophet Samuel spoke, God made it happen. And and I don't say that to self-aggrandize. I just say that to say that I know that if I say something, I'm not saying it just to be saying it. I'm saying it because it's the Lord saying it. And 1 Samuel 3.19 says, And the Lord was with Samuel and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. And so when you hear people say that, or you hear that in Harvest, or you hear me reference that, or you see that scripture, that's what that's about. It's not to self-aggrandize myself. It is to simply be, I'm very aware of the fact that if uh, when I speak it, I'm speaking what the Lord is saying. Uh, I'm not saying it for any other reason. I don't say stuff just to say stuff. Even when I'm preparing a message, I don't just sit there and say, ooh, that's going to be good. Ooh, let me say that. Ooh, that's going to tweet good. Literally, I say, Lord, what do you want to say to your people? Because that's what I want to say. I don't want to say anything more. I don't want to say anything less. Let that be a lesson for everybody. Um, Make sure 
Now, what you are doing, you are covering it in prayer before you just do it. Because you can get so talented and skilled at something. This is for somebody tonight. You can get so talented and skilled at something that you say what you want to say, and it has nothing to do with what God actually intended to do. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, all right. So listen, it says, uh, y'all still over here, they still on Instagram, they still on the business form of Instagram, they still talking about my Google, uh, Google Play. I said, I don't play games, so I don't know nothing about that. Look, um, it says, I sold into it. It says, because this is words you not fall the ground. Well, to my surprise, after going to the mail, I had been dreading it. Um, it was a check from an account I closed months ago. Thank you, Bishop, for your faithfulness. Come on here. All right, can we celebrate that? Here's another one. Let me just read this one. It says, Shalom, Bishop, you recently said something about checking the mail you've been avoiding, and I did just that. I received an unexpected $500 check in the mail. I'm grateful and blessed. Here's the phrase again. Your words do not fall to the ground. The paper literally said the only action I needed to take was to go cast the check. Come on. Wow. So many. Can I give you one more? Let me. I'm trying to find a short one. Many of these are awesome. They're just long. Let's see. They're awesome. They're awesome. They're, here we go. Uh, set it off. What's taking so long? Sloan Bishop Foreman and family in the midst of the pandemic, you utter, don't throw the mail out. It's a check in there. Come on, Jesus. Sir, I just got home and went to the mailbox to pick up my mail and it was a royalty check. Listen, this was from the Red Sea. <laughs> Come on here. It was from their past is what I think they're trying to say. So many amazing praise reports in here. Another one, a friend just gave me $100 out of appreciation. In the middle of chaos, we attended church tonight. And again, we're blessed, encouraged, and taught. The services have become the best part of the week. I'll admit I'm a work in progress every week, but I feel myself improving. Uh, I'm so anointed for this year. Thank you, Harvest. This is the church we need. To God be the glory, right? So many praise reports that are in there. And so please make sure that you send yours, all right? Can I get you to just, um, just, just if you're going to, if you got a praise report, you know you need to send. Can I get you to wave at me on every platform? If you got a praise report, you know. Know you need to sin. Can I get you to just wave at me? Just do the wave, hand wave emoji or say, I have one. All right. That's so important. Why? The Bible says we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. Part of why you don't overcome sometimes fully is because you didn't testify about the process. If you don't celebrate the small, you cannot be trusted with the big. If you don't celebrate the small, you cannot be trusted with the big. All right, I see several. I have one. I have one. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. So make sure you send that tonight. No praise report is too big. No praise report is too small. It literally will build your faith and build the faith of others. And sometimes some of you, I just heard this from the spirit. You are scared. You're scared to testify because you're like, oh, my God, last time I testified, it seemed like everything went to hell after that. Do not allow the enemy to punk you. See what he was doing. You activated the scripture. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So his hope was is that he could punk you. And his hope was that he could get you in a situation where uh, you would be like, I'm scared to testify. Literally, you will never overcome him if you're scared to testify. So don't let any backlash because you testified before, you shared a praise report before. Don't let the backlash keep you uh, from following the principle, all right? Never let the enemy punk you. Father, I pray, come on, here it is, Proverbs 28, that we be like lions. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. And we declare tonight in the name of Jesus that we will not be punked. Hey, we will not be punked. We will not be punked. 
by the enemy. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. And since we have to testify to overcome, we declare, God, that we will testify in the name of Jesus. Every little thing you do will testify. Every massive thing you do will testify. Why? We learned yesterday in church that you told the children of Israel that little by little would they overcome the seven nations that were more numerous and more mighty than them. Uh, Father, which means little by little, you expect us to testify. Every time it's a little thing that happens, we'll say thank you. Every time it's something that seems insignificant, we'll say thank you. Why? This is how we overcome the enemy. Come on, somebody say, this is how we overcome. This is how we overcome. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, Everybody say amen. All right. Um, listen, so here's here's prayer. The Lord um, gave me something. So we're going to do prayer like this. A, B, C, D. Can I get you to type that on the screen? A, B, C, D. We're going to spend the rest of our time tonight uh, in prayer. A, B, C, D. I said, God, what do you want for us to pray about tonight? He says, A, B, C, D, E. Excuse me, no E. A, B, C, D. <laughs> oh, man, stuff. A, B, C, D. A, B, C, D. All right. Now, uh, there's a scripture that I mentioned uh, in last week's message. In last week's message. Um, and uh, we talked about this scripture. 1 Corinthians 11 and 31. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Judge there means to cut or to prune. For if we to, were to prune ourselves, we would not be pruned. All right. Um, in other words, if you would do it naturally to yourself uh, and not, not naturally, like literally cutting yourself. No, no, no. Meaning if you would prune yourself, then the Lord won't have to prune you. But if you don't prune yourself, God will prune you. Pruning uh, is the process of cutting away. If I listen, it is the process of cutting away something. Um, that is attached, but it is no longer appropriate. Everybody listen. Um, it is, um, you can self prune or you can be sovereignly pruned. God says, if you won't self prune, you have to be sovereignly pruned. That means God will do it. But either way, you're going to have to be pruned. We can sometimes see pruning as loss because God's math is different than ours. He subtracts lesser from us to add greater to us. Um, and pruning is, in fact, a compliment. Let me give you this. John 15, 2. I'm giving you some scriptures because we're about to cover this in prayer. John 15, 2. Jesus said to every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. In other words, there are some people that no longer bore fruit in your life. So God snatched them up out of your life. He had to say, look, I'm taking them out. They got to go. They got to go because they're no longer bearing fruit. They are connected to you, but they are draining you. They are connected to you, but they are draining you. They are connected to you, but they are draining you. They are connected to you, but they are sucking the life out of you. And, 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 and listen to this, John 15, 2. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, here it is, he prunes it so it can bear more fruit. In other words, check this out. Uh, pruning is actually God complimenting you. And when you prune yourself, what you're saying is, God, I see that there's been growth, but if I prune myself, you won't have to. I want to open this subject up in prayer tonight, and I'm going to give you ABCD where you got to prune, where you got to make some cuts. Um, listen, this is the year you're going to set it off. 
And you're not going to set it off with a bunch of dead weight attached to you. Somebody say, I'm going to cut it. Come on. Or I'll cut it. One of those two phrases. Or if you know how to do the scissors emoji, do the scissors. If you know how to do that, do that. All right. There's some things you've got to cut and you need to get it done in the first month of this year because you do not have time to be taking that with you for the remainder of this year. Come on. Father, in Jesus name, we pray over our pruning. 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 And God, we pray that we would not be overwhelmed by our pruning, that we would not view our pruning as loss because your math is different than ours. You subtract in order to add. You cut in order for something to grow. And for that, we say thank you. Tonight, God, we cover our pruning process in prayer tonight. Father, we pray that in our pruning process, it would not even be as uncomfortable as we think that it might have to be. Father, that's where growth happens fastest. We grow the fastest when we are in environments in situations and circumstances where things get a little uncomfortable. I pray that we'd have the grace to be uncomfortable. I pray that we'd have the grace to have the difficult conversation. I pray that we'd have the grace to address the mess. I pray that we'd have the grace to deal with what cannot and can no longer be uh, tolerated. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, somebody say amen. So listen, we're going to walk through this. I'm going to give you the ABCD that we, where you got to make some cuts. And this is so very important, y'all. Um, this is so very important that we get this because many times when you have been saved for a while, when you've been saved for a while, um, you can begin to have growth. For many of you, 2020 was a great year of growth for you. What that also means is there's some stuff that now needs to be cut off of you. Listen, a plant that's growing will eventually have parts of the plant where things need to be cut because that dead part of the plant is still receiving sunlight, is still receiving water, it is still receiving nutrients, listen, but it is no longer producing fruit. It's dead. It's no longer growing. Matter of fact, let me get let me get y'all. I'm gonna get my plant. Hold up. Stay there, don't go nowhere. Stay there, don't go nowhere. All right, don't go nowhere. Y'all stay there? All right, look, my bamboo. All right, I used this to preach the other day. Now, my bamboo's growing. Y'all see all this new growth? If you watched prayer a few weeks ago, look at all this new growth. Ladies, y'all know something about some new growth. Look at all that new growth. Look at all that new growth right there. That's new growth. Fellas, what's new growth? It's when you get a haircut and your line is here, but the new growth brings it down there. That's new growth. He lines you up in the back, but you got, but it's going over the line. That's new growth. All right? New growth um, is, is a good thing, but I want you to pay attention to something. I want you to look at some of these areas. Y'all see that? Where, look. There's new growth up here. There's life. There's life. But then when you look down here, you can see this is brittle. This is not growing. I need you to catch this analogy, please. It's not growing. And what does it do? It's attached to living stuff, but it is literally taking the life. When I touch it, I can tell that there's a little moisture, but look, it's not producing anything. It's dead. So as you grow, you're going to have new growth. And with your new growth, you're more spiritual you are more uh, practical, uh, you, you are wiser, you are stronger, you are better, you are all of that. But with your new growth means there's some areas that are going to have to be cut. Come on, prayer. There are some areas that are going to have to be cut. I'm going to say it again. There are some areas that have to be cut. Are y'all listening? Okay. And the reason they need to be cut 
is because there's water down in here, there's soil down in here, and there's sunlight in here. But the plant, what it does is it will send energy. Y'all, can y'all hear that? It will send energy to places that are no longer producing. Come on. It'll send energy to parts of the plant that are no longer necessary because they have disconnected from the source of growth. Come on. Got it? So what needs to happen? You have to prune that. Other than that, you'll keep watering it and it'll get worse. You'll keep giving it sunlight and it'll get worse. Why? Because you haven't pruned it. I need you to make this declaration. I'll prune myself. Please, on every platform, I'll prove myself. I'll, or excuse me, prune. I'll prune myself. I'll prune myself. All right? So, so, so listen, you only need pruning because you're better. You've grown. You're not the same you were 12 months ago. You are not the same you you were a decade ago. You're not the same you you were a week ago. You've been evolving. And because you've been evolving, there's some new growth. But some of that new growth, listen, is a mess because it, 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 it's not, it's supposed to be green and full of life. Green is a, a color representative of life. This is yellow. This got to go. This is yellow. This got to go. When it's yellow, it's got to go. Green is life. Green needs to be seen. Yellow got to go. All right. Listen, um, let me give you four areas and we're going to cover each of these in prayer tonight. Four areas that you um, have got to prune. You ready? Here's the first one. First one, Deuteronomy 22 and 10. The King James Version reads like this. Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. Everybody listen. Everybody listen right here. Everybody listen right here. Um, an ass or a donkey um, is a metaphor for a stupid person, place, thing or idea. And the Bible forbids us to plow with. Plow with in Hebrew, it means to be together with, to plan with, to build with, to conspire, to be silent about matters that should be discussed with. What does that mean? There's a, don't say nothing to Bishop. Don't say nothing to this. Don't say nothing to this. Don't say nothing to the boss. Don't say nothing to this. Don't say nothing to, okay? All right. Um, to quit that which you were committed to with. This is what the word plow means. To quit that which you were committed to with. To be alone with. And listen to this last definition. To ignore leadership's direction with. That's what the word plow means in Hebrew. Right? The Bible says, thou shalt not plow. You are an ox. You get things done. You make things happen. The Bible says you are forbidden. It's a commandment. You are not permitted to plow. To do any of those things I just gave you. I'm going to give them to you one more time. If you're taking notes, you're going to have to go back through it and watch this prayer again. Because I got to move fast. Here, here's what plow means. To be together with. To plan with. To conspire with. To conspire to be silent about matters that should be discussed with. A superior. To quit which you were committed to with. To be alone with. And to ignore leadership's direction with. Those are the definitions of the word plow. Deuteronomy 22.10 says that thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. And by the listen, I just want to explain it before we cover it in prayer. I want to explain it before we cover it in prayer, okay? There are two types of asses, external and internal. External asses are typically nouns in your life, listen, that are consistently inconsistent. 
consistently inconsistent. They are consistent. The only thing you can depend on them to do is to not be dependable. That is what they do. And scripturally, they are an ass. Now, I'm not cussing. That's Deuteronomy 22, 10, King James Version. You are an ox. You get things done. You make things happen. Father, I pray that we would walk in the fullness of the ox that you have made us to be. You, we will walk in the fullness of the ox that you have made us to be. We get things done. We make things happen. We are problem solvers. We're not whiners. We're not complainers. We got, we're like the 10 spies, or the two spies that went to spy out the land. 12 of them went. 10 of them had a negative report saying, we can't, we can't, we can't. Joshua and Caleb had to report it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's set it off. Let's make it happen. God, we are like them. And I pray that we would not be dragged down because we are yoked to an ass. We need to cut their tails off in Jesus name. We need to cut it in Jesus name. Yoked means a connection to. That connection is supposed to be cut. And for that, God, we say thank you in Jesus name. Come on, everybody say amen. Amen right there. Amen right there. This is so important. Listen, sometimes to attempt to save time or energy, they yoke an ox with an ass, which will create unnecessary disruptions and delay because an ass can only perform well, listen, short term because they buck too much and they'll look like they're progressing, but the ox is just making up for their lack. But eventually it tires the ox because someone present doesn't mean they're purposeful. So to assess this, start asking, why are you in my life? Father, I pray that we'd ask some people some questions, that we'd ask some business partners some questions, that we'd ask some people on our team some questions. Why are you in my life? What do you want? Why are you here? What do you bring? What do you give? I'm going fast. You're going to have to go back and watch prayer again. So you get the questions, okay? Those are external asses. I, I'm, remind, I'm thinking of someone, um, there's a particular individual that is just, she's just been a, just a very inconsistent individual. They're a, we're a digital person in another city and they would be inconsistent. One year they come around, you know, Bishop, the Lord told me you're supposed to be my mentor and all of that. Then they just disappear. Then they pop back around, oh, I was offended and hurt because, you know, I stubbed my toe and then nobody called me and say, you know, do you need toe surgery? You need toe prayer and all that. And then they pop back around and they, blah, blah, blah. they always wanted more, always asking for more. Well, I didn't get a thank you email from the church and, you know, oh, well, that's because you got the wrong email. Oh, I didn't want to get a just all that's a bunch of mess. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Just messy, messy, messy. The only mess that would come up was concerning this particular individual. And they would always, they would come and, uh, and, and just every time there's some mess, like, why is your name always in mess? Like, we don't do mess like this in Harvest. You bring in messy stuff around here and we don't do that. Just messy. Uh, came into town a couple of weeks ago. Just messy. Ended up creating some health challenges for some other people. They're just messy. Messy, messy, messy. In and out, in and out. Then, oh, the Lord told me I'm supposed to be a harvester. The Lord told me I'm supposed to be right there at harvest. The Lord told me I'm supposed to be a bishop. And then a couple of days later, oh, the Lord told me it's different. Now, I said, you are a whole lie. God is not a schizophrenic. He's not bipolar. He is not up and down. God, this ain't God. This is a mess. And the Lord reveals something to me in that. I'm sharing this with you so that you all get it. You have people like that in your life. Wave at me if you, know who I'm, if you know I'm talking to you. You got people like that in your life. Messy. Just messy. Inconsistent. Y'all ain't talking to me tonight on prayer. Where y'all at? Inconsistent. 
uh, 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 always lying on God over here, over there, everywhere. All right. And then here's what they don't know. They don't know that you know that they secret that they secretly talking about you, but they keep running into your face asking you what to do. Y'all ain't going to talk. You got some people in your life right there. And that's not God. God is not a schizophrenic. He's not. He didn't change what he said today because you feel different about it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right here. It's, it's, this is the quietest I never see my comments. And I want you to listen to me. Here's what you will do when you're an ox. You will try to go get them. I need you to let them go. Please type this on the screen. Let them go. Some of you got romantic relationships like that. That's how they are. Got it? They, they are all, they're just inconsistent. They're consistently inconsistent. And the only thing that's been covering it and, and making it happen is you. You need to let them go. Don't chase after them. And let me tell you what they're going to do. They're going to pop back up when another schizophrenic lie in a couple of months. Talking about the Lord sent them back. No, he didn't. Mm -mm, no, he didn't. Guess what? The, I know the Lord didn't send you back because the, the Lord would have told you I ain't taking you back. You can't come back here. Gone. Gone now. Come on here, y'all. You need to let some people know you don't get to, you don't get to, you don't get to use your, your connectivity to me like it's a revolving door. Father, in Jesus name, I pray right now, God, that we would let go of those external asses, according to Deuteronomy 22 and 10, where they are consistently inconsistent. They lie on you. They lie on people. They lie on, they lie, 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 lie. Father, in Jesus' name, we let them go. We will not chase. We will not call. We will not inquire. But we say we let them go tonight in Jesus' name. Y'all, please type that on the screen. Let them go. Let them go. If you don't want to use uh, 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 the slang words and then let them go. You have to do E-M with the apostrophe in front. All right? Uh, you don't have to do that. Let them go. Don't, well, I'm just trying to figure out why. No, nah, it don't matter. They're inconsistent. There are 7 billion people on the planet. Let me help you with this. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would send consistent people to our lives. You would send consistent people to sit in our lives that will be consistent, that will be diligent, that will be people that add value to our lives, not people that just take value, not people that just suck time and suck energy and lie, 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 just a whole lie. Father, in Jesus' name, we receive the best of the best. And we need the asses to get out of those seats so that you can put the appropriate people in those seats. We need the wrong people to go so the right people can sit there. And we call that in to every seat in our life. What is a seat, Bishop? It's an area of your life where there's a relationship or connection, a person in your life. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Can I get everybody that's hearing what I'm saying tonight to just say, yes, Lord, right there. Yes, Lord. I see on Facebook, y'all saying, bye, Felicia. Look, it's Felicia, Felipe, Julio, Tyrone, Bob, <laughs> Tyler. It's everybody. Let them go. Gone. Got it. This thing got me. I don't even sweat like that. This thing got me sweating heavy tonight. Y'all excuse my sweat. I don't even sweat like that no more. I got something that blocks it. So this must, I must really be fired up for prayer tonight. All right. Let's go. All right. So that's external asses. I need you all to talk to me tonight. Real quick, before we move on to the next thing, um, how many of you, you know right now, there's some external asses in your life that you need to just let go? They're, incons they're consistently inconsistent, right? That's, that's, their, that's their whole thing. That's their whole thing. That's what they do, right? Wave at me. If you got some folk like that in your life, wave, all right? 
Now listen, either you cut them or he'll cut them. And he'll just let them disappear. They'll email you. They'll never say it to your face. They'll text you. Got it? Got it? They'll find some reason to complain about you. Try to talk trash about you. That's what they do. Don't worry about it. Right? They'll try to, they'll cloak their words and spiritual sayings. Oh, the Lord, yeah, you ain't talking to God. And where's your fruit? If you talk to God as much as you say you do, where's your fruit? Because you, you are no fruit having person to talk to God as much as you say you do. He don't talk like that and don't get results. Hey, All right. So important, guys. So somebody says, I like your shirt. Uh, you can get it in our online store. It's one of our shirts. You can get it in our online store. Interestingly enough, let me just pause real quick for prayer. I was, um, me and a pastor, we were downtown having lunch uh, a year, over a year ago. And they they uh, looked at the shirt and they started, at, is that like, and they said, is that like a gender identity thing? I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like where people have different ways they identify themselves. And just so everybody knows, that's not what this is. My, and my name is his, talking about the Lord. Um, not the his, him, he, not that stuff. All right. It's just the Lord. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Just for those who are wondering. Because the girl at the restaurant, she asked. And I said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about gender identity? I said, I don't understand. You know, but anyway, where's your fruit? The Bible says know them by their fruit. All right. Let me just say this, guys. Discernment. I'm going to cover your discernment in prayer. We're going to get as far as we can through A, B, C, D. I want to cover your discernment. How many of you, um, there are some people that you thought were one thing that time showed you they were something else? Wave at me. How many people where you thought they were one thing, but time showed you they were something else? Time showed you they were something else. Time showed you they were something else. I need you to wave at me. You thought they were one thing, but time showed you they were something else. Time showed you that. Wave at me. Time showed you they were something else. I see you. I see you. I see you. Um, uh, one of my residents wants to start getting service in the store. I see you. I want to pray for your discernment. Discernment. Everybody, please listen to me. Discernment is, is, is spiritual discrimination. What do you mean spiritual discrimination? Listen, listen very carefully. To discriminate means to handle things differently. What discrimination does is we handle one differently from another. Everybody listen. The purpose of discernment is to ascertain that you, whoever the you is, should not be handled the same as someone else. Okay? When God gives you discernment, it is so that you do not handle someone the same as someone else. Because you are able to distinguish that they shouldn't be given that same level of access. I'm going to slow that down and say it again. Discernment, the purpose of discernment is spiritual discrimination. Listen, it means I shouldn't give you as much because my discernment tells me, listen, my discernment tells me that you waste the poor. But this one should be given more because my discernment says that this one gets it. That's the purpose of discernment, to discern. It is to distinguish the differences um, in, in, in the spirit behind somebody. I need everybody to listen. I need everybody to listen. I want to pray for your discernment because here's what we many times say. Y'all ready? This is what we say when you think it's Christian and it's not. I just give everybody the benefit of the doubt. How many of you have done that? Wave at me. How many of you have said, you know, I just give everybody the benefit of the doubt, Bishop? Wave at me. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. 
then here's the point. Then why have the gift of discernment? The gift of discernment is to say, mm -mm, this one, mm -mm, something's off there. Something's off there. Something's off there. Something's off. Something's off. Discernment is not suspicion. Okay? Because some people are just suspicious. You're suspicious of everybody. So a, a bald-skinned black man hurts you, so you're suspicious of every bald-headed bald black man. No, 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 no. That's not discernment. That's suspicion and paranoia. Neither one of those are godly. Okay? Discernment says, you know what? There's something about this one's motives. I don't know. There's something about this person who wants to be my friend is asking me all his personal business. All right? But they not reveal it as much as they ask it. All right? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It says thoughts about the new revival. Um, listen, we're praying tonight, so um, we're going to stay focused on prayer tonight. All right? That's what we're going to do. Okay? All right. And then revival is not even a word that's in the Bible. Revival, there's a question over here on the Harvest Church Instagram. Revival is not even a word that's in the Bible. Um, revival is in the John Waymouth translation of the scripture. To revive means to bring something that was dead back to life. You cannot revive something that was not first living. So it's not that we need a revival in the church. What we need, watch me, is evolution in God's church. And I do believe that we're about to step into a great outpouring of God's spirit and many people are going to get saved. All right. But just for the sake of clarity, the word refreshing is what you find in the scripture, um, which which has a different meaning than revival. But all right. So I want to cover your discernment. Father, in Jesus name, I pray for our discernment. I pray, God, that we would be able to properly discern um, those that come into our lives and discern their intentions, discern their motives discerns their agenda, discern what they are there for. We do not have to live life by experimentation, hoping and wishing, throwing stuff on the wall and seeing if it sticks. This is why you give us discernment. So I pray, God, that our discernment, that it would be on point. I pray that our discernment, that it would be effective, that it would be clear, and that our discernment, God, uh, would also cause us to make the right decisions at the right time regarding the right people. I pray our discernment, God, is not full of suspicion. That's not you. I pray that our discernment is not full of paranoia. That's not you. I pray that our discernment, God, would be have pinpoint accuracy to what it is that we are to do. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say amen right there. Guys, we only got 10 minutes left. I want to... um. I want to move uh, quickly uh, on a couple of other things. Is this blessing anybody so far tonight on prayer? If it's blessing you, if you haven't shared it, make sure you share this thing tonight. Make sure you share this thing tonight. When you share, people get saved. Um, there's external asses. All right. If you're just jumping in, you got to go back. Deuteronomy 22.10. Bible says, if you judge yourself or cut or prune yourself, you would not have to be pruned. I'm giving you the ABCD of what you need to prune this year. Um, external asses. Now, now listen. Then there are internal asses. You ready? Internal asses are found in our attitude. Our attitude is our settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something that's reflected and behavior. And more often than not, our attitudes, listen guys, it's determined by bad past experiences. Bad past experiences. Father, I cover our attitudes tonight in the name of Jesus. And I pray that our attitudes, God, would not be the character of an ass, that our attitudes, God, would not become negative or here it is, here's the B, or bitter. I pray we would not be bitter people. Bitterness, God, 
It means that we are angry, hurt, or resentful because of a past experience or the perception thereof. And in Jesus' name, I pray, God, we would prune all bitterness. We would cut all bitterness off of ourselves. Bitterness, God, it shows up in our bodies. It shows up in our weight. It shows up in our hair. It shows up in our skin. It shows up in how we speak. It shows up in how we walk. It shows up in how we talk. I pray, God, that we would cut every ounce of bitterness that is attached to us right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody type, I cut bitterness. I cut bitterness. I cut bitterness. Let me teach you the principle. All right, listen, um, let me just walk you through it. To be bitter means that you're uh, angry, hurt, or resentful because of a past experience. Um, let me give you an acronym for past. Painful, aggravating situation that has occurred. Painful, aggravating situation that has occurred. All right? That's an acronym you can use for past. Here's the thing about bitterness. It's not just based on reality. It is also based on your perception. Some people are bitter because of a perceived bad experience. It didn't really happen. Have you ever met somebody that's mad at you and they're bitter with you? And then when they tell you why, you're like, what are you talking about? That's not, no, I didn't even mean anything like that. You ever been, you ever had somebody bitter with you? And then when you found out they were bitter with you, you're like, why? Wave at me. Talk to me. Talk, 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 talk. I see lots of yeses. I see some hands, right? We've all had that. The thing about bitterness is bitterness is so dangerous. Because it didn't even really have to happen for you to be bitter about it. Okay? What are we doing? You're pruning. A, asses, external and internal. Okay? So we, A, here's the B, bitterness. Okay? Um, listen to this. This is so very, 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 very key that we get this piece about this bitterness. All right? Uh, with this bitterness piece, um, what happens is when you are an ox... And sometimes you're yoked to asses. Everybody listen. The situations can become toxic. So the ox can begin to literally kick the donkey or kick the ass because of its frustration. And when you wait too long to cut a donkey or Deuteronomy 22.10, King James, an ass. Listen to me. Um, because of its frustration, when you wait too long to cut it, you can become bitter. And when you're bitter, you're ineffective at life. And everything and everyone around you becomes defiled. So what is the bitterness? Oftentimes, you've waited too long to do something. Got it? You've waited too long to cut that situation. You waited too long to cut that relationship. You waited too long to cut it. So what ends up happening now? Now, you defile everything around you. Let me give you scripture. Hebrew 12, 15. Looking carefully, lest anyone falls short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up, cause trouble, and by this, many become defiled. Defiled. How many of you, let's just have an honest moment. You and me, you can be honest. We're almost done praying. Got five minutes. I'll get as far as I can go, and we'll pick up uh, C and D. We'll have to pick up C and D on next Monday's prayer. How many of you tonight, um, you can be honest, you know there's some areas where you've got some bitterness against some people. Wave at me, or say yes, or whatever you want to respond. Just let me know. All right? It didn't even have to, have to happen. That's so true. I see a comment. It didn't even have to happen for me to be bitter about it. That's so true. There's stuff you're bitter about that never happened. <laughs> never even happened. I see your hands. Come on. Y'all talk. Talk to me. Talk to me. I, Bible says when you're bitter, you're like cancer. And your cancer, it defiles people around you. It, it defiles. 
like when people come around you, they get sick. Right? Like you need a mask on because them fumes coming out is spreading all kind of viral bitterness. Come on. Viral bitterness. You know these people on your job. When the boss walks out the room, yeah, I don't know. Like, look, why didn't you just say all of that when they're in there? Because bitterness, listen to me, bitterness is often afraid to be bold. Bitterness never deals with who it actually has an issue with. Bitterness is going, it's cancer. It wants to spread to, it wants to spread, it wants to spread to new growth. Hey, my God. Bitterness wants to spread to new growth. Father, again, we cover our bitterness. Acts 8 and 23 says that bitterness is like poison that we drink. God, and we're drinking it, hoping that it hurts something or someone else. Father, and the problem is we cannot control poison, nor once it, what it does once we ingest it. So, Father, we say we don't have to drink everything that's said in front of us. We do not have to drink everything that's said in front of us. We do not have to drink everything that's said in front of us. We refuse to be bitter. We refuse to be cancerous. We refuse to be toxic in Jesus' name. Yo, let me get one more prop. One more prop. Don't go nowhere. Stay on prayer. Stay there. Stay there. <laughs> I got my little props. I didn't think about this before prayer. All right, look. Here's some bleach. All right? <laughs> what kind of bleach is this? Great value bleach. <laughs> All right. All right. I don't know who got this. Okay. So listen. This is bleach. This is bleach. Everybody with me? If I set this in front of you, let me show you bitterness. It's bleach. Smells bleachy. If I set this in front of you, if I set this in front of you, you don't have to drink this. Got it? If life sets this in front of you, you do not have to drink this. It's easy to be bitter. It's easy to become toxic. It's easy to be a bitter woman because some man did you wrong. It's easy to be a bitter man because some woman did you wrong. That's easy. That's easy, y'all. But that's not who you are. That's not who you are. I need you. Let me give you one more scripture. Then we got, we're out of here. One more scripture. Don't drink the bleach. I used to say a ladies' night, don't drink the Drano. <laughs> Back when we used to do, well, we used to call it daddy's girl. But don't drink it. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You ready? If I was to pour this out, it looks like water. And some, you are so used to drinking bitterness that to not be bitter, you think something's wrong because you used to, you drink this like water. Go, 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 go. You drink it like water. I just need you to type this on the screen. I refuse to be bitter. Come on, y'all. I refuse to be bitter. You need to cut that. You need to cut that. Some of you, some of your weight gain or weight loss or unexpected hair in different places and all that, some of that is your body responding to the bitterness because you've been drinking poison and that poison is toxic to your body. Your body's trying to show you, you have been ingesting poison. It's just it's emotional poison. I refuse to be bitter. Type that on the screen. I refuse to be bitter. I refuse to be bitter. All right. Let me give you one more scripture. Then we got to wrap up. We'll have to do C and D next Monday on prayer. Ephesians 4.31. Let all bitterness, right? Not all bitterness is deep. Because he's like, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. Why didn't my mama do this? Why didn't my cousin do this? Why didn't my sister do this? Why didn't Jackie do this? Why didn't Darlene do this? Why didn't Shirley do this? Why didn't Bobby do this? Why didn't so-and-so do this? Why didn't Listen, because they didn't want to. Now let's move on and pray in some people who do.
That's why. Let's move on. All right, Father, I pray we have the gift to move on quickly this year and not get stuck in Jesus' name. All right, listen, Ephesians 4.31, that all bitterness, wrath, and wrath is hot anger. All right, wrath is when you cut and tie us so they can't go nowhere. That's wrath. Anger, anger just means you're mad. Clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. Listen to this last part. With all malice. With all malice. You want to know what malice is? You ready? Your desire to see other people hurt because they hurt you. How many of us can be honest that there's been times in our lives, maybe even now, where you have desired to see other people hurt because they hurt you? Talk to me, prayer. Talk, talk. I'm obeying God tonight. He said, son, walk through these ABCDs that need to prune and cut. All right. You desire to see other people hurt because they hurt you. I mentioned this in yesterday's message. Like, God, you know, look, just let them, you know, let them bust a toe up. Let them, you know, something, Lord, get them. Something. Let them know not to mess with your children. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Father, we do Ephesians 4.31. We let all bitterness, all wrath, all anger, all clamor, all evil speaking be put away from us with malice with malice. You are the God that gets vengeance. You are the God that says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You said two things you would never share, God. You would never share your glory and you will never share your vengeance. So we give you both of them. We give you glory and we give you uh, vengeance right now in Jesus name. We're moving on. We got to make our next 12 our best 12. We cannot stay stuck in the past. Bitterness is drinking this bleach and thinking something's going to happen to them. Bitterness is drinking this poison and thinking they're going to be the ones <laughs> with insides just burning. No, it's burning you up. And we release that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Has this been good for prayer for anybody tonight? I know I have to teach a little bit, but I wanted you to understand what you were praying for. All right. So you can pray strategically. I want to encourage you to go back and watch the replay of this prayer tonight. Um, I think it'll be good for you. There's a series I did too, uh, a little while back um, in 2018 called You Need to Cut It is the name of the series. And I want to encourage you to go watch that series. There's a whole lot of messages where I walk through a lot of similar things. And I want to encourage you to go get that series. How can you get it? It's in our app. It's on our YouTube. It's on our podcast. Um, for those of you who want to buy the MP3s, I think it's in our online store. It may be or it may not be. Um, because some some things are in the online store. Some things are not. Once we went all digital, we stopped putting stuff in the online store. But I want you to get that. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen tonight? You need to cut it. You need to cut it. Come on, somebody said, I'm receiving my deliverance. Yes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you got to get this. All right, listen, tonight, if prayer bless you and you want to sow into prayer, I encourage you to sow into prayer. I'm a giver, so I don't ask you to do something that I don't do. Uh, so if you want to sow into prayer, you can do that. How do you sow? All you have to do is go to harvestchurch.church uh, forward slash give. You can give that way on PayPal, Venmo, Zelle. It's hello at harvestchurch.church. If you want to use the cash app, you can use that. Bishop Foreman with the number one. Or you can even use Harvest Church Gift. I'm going to sow into this tonight, and I want to encourage everybody that um, that will join me in sowing into this. I'm going to sow into this tonight, uh, and I'm going to go actually from that last scripture, um, that last scripture 
Uh, let me bring it back up. That last, uh-oh, hold on, that last scripture uh, from Ephesians, because I think that is so good. Where is the verses there? I want to tie into that. Because sometimes you think you're good until you're not. That's Ephesians 4 and 31. So I'm going to sell $43.10 just in uh, in recognition of that. So um, if you want to join me in sowing that, sow that. You can do more than that. You can do $400. You can do $100, $50, $75. Sow what you want to sow. I'm sowing that tonight um, for that scripture. The Bible says, let it be put away from you. And there's some things that we just need to cut, put it away from us. All right. Lastly, if you're on here tonight, and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and you want to become a Christian, I want you to do that tonight. I see somebody says, I'm in tears right now. Come on. Hallelujah. If you never become a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to come back to the Lord. And thirdly, if you're like, Bishop Foreman, I have no clue where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure before I get off of this prayer with y'all tonight, I want for you to do that. How do you do that? You're going to respond like this. You're going to respond like this. You're going to respond like this. On the count of three, you're going to need the hand wave emoji or say it's me. When you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I want for you tonight to simply, to simply, to simply, to simply uh, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me on every platform. One, two, three. Respond right now. Respond right now. Respond right now. Respond right now. While you're responding, I'm reading the comments. It says good ground to sow in. You know that harvest is good ground. Bishop Foreman is good ground to sow in. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. But come on. I want you to respond. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself a little or be sure tonight on any of our digital platforms. I want for you to respond. I want for you to respond. Make that decision. God's waiting on you. He's coming to get you tonight in prayer. All right. Do the heavy emoji. Say it's me. Come on. I'm waiting on you. Five. I'm waiting on you. Four. I'm going to count down. I'm waiting on you. Three. Come on. Respond tonight. Two, what's the scripture? Ephesians 4.31. I see that question. 5.432. Here it is. One. Come on. I see them responding now. Come on. Let's celebrate, guys, their responses tonight across the different platforms. I, whenever I'm sitting in prayer, I'm looking at four different screens that are here in front of me. And sometimes I get to see all the comments. Sometimes I do not. I want everybody, I want you to keep responding. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord to be sure tonight. Keep responding. Do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. But I want everybody to pray this for me. Say, Father... Thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me in Jesus name. Amen. Wow, guys, let's celebrate those that have given their lives to the Lord tonight. Even on the replay, people still get, get saved and get their lives a little on the replays. So that God be the glory for that. Uh, again, I love you all tremendously. Our church is going to be amazing on Wednesday night. Let me just tell you, um, on Wednesday night, uh, I was going to go to one place. And yesterday evening, the Lord, um, he said, mm, I want to move this. I want to shift this another way. Wednesday's message is going to be really good. I encourage you not to miss church on Wednesday. If you're in Denver, you can come to the building. If you're not in Denver, you can watch uh, on any of our digital campuses, and uh, you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to receive the word, um, and it's going to be a blessing for you. Also, this week we got a new leadership podcast. If you're not part of the Harvest Leadership Network, you can become a part of that. It's about it, every leader needs a leader. Um, so, in the seven areas of society: arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, church. Um, if you're a leader in any of those areas, I encourage you to connect with the Harvest Leadership Network. It's totally free to connect. I'll be able to connect with like-minded people that are just like you. 
Um, for those of you who were around around Christmas time, you saw one of our network pastors is actually here in Denver uh, came and uh, we were a blessing to them and to their church. And so uh, at any rate, our, uh, uh, there's a new podcast coming out um, this week. It's going to be good. It's called The Elevating Leader. Um, eight, A-T-E, that suffix in English means to increase, to take action. It's a, it's, it's a verb. And so there's some actions you need to take as a leader. So I'm going to lead you through those actions. Um, so you do that. Wednesday Night Live is going to be amazing. The other side of the Jordan. So at 7 o'clock on Wednesday, 9 o'clock Eastern. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Uh, I encourage you to sew. If you want to sew more than that, sew more than that. I sold the 43. Again, I'm just a giver. I just believe in sewing. Um, never judge a man's harvest if you do not first check a man's seed. I'm just a believer in giving. But I love you guys. I pray for you. Next Monday, we're going to cover um, the C and the D that we did not get to tonight in prayer um, uh, for the things that need to be cut. So shalom. You guys have a good night. Go sow. Come on, read it. Church is always amazing. Amen. Come on. Uh, 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 says we appreciate your assignment. Amen. I appreciate you guys. Have a great night, everybody. Love you. Shalom. All right. We'll go, we'll go there. Bam. Not y'all. Shalom. And then my Instagram fam, y'all will be last. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.